what is good? Welcome to Spirit Bill Real Talk with Juliana. I am your host, Juliana Page, and I am so excited that you are here. I am an author, a speaker, and a professional life coach, but really, I am here to give you practical wisdom that you can integrate into every area of your life so that you can thrive and not just survive. So if you are ready to live a spirit-led life and level up your inner game so that you can win in your outer game. Let's dive right in. Is good, everybody. Welcome back to the Spirit Filled Real Talk podcast. We're going to talk about love in action today because love literally equals action. And this is a term that people throw around, it seems like haphazardly, right? But it is imperative to actually learn how to keep your love on and how to be very intentional about loving other people. Why? Because the word of God actually tells us so. So in John 13, 34, it says, a new command I give you, love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. Okay, so I know early on in my own journey in my walk with God, one of the things that motivated me personally in developing a relationship with God was knowing the author of love. Because here's the thing, I had been hurt in love many times, okay? And the the time that preceded my relationship with God was shattering, literally. I just crumbled. I didn't know how I would recover from that. I really had no idea. It was awful. But God works all things for good, right? And it actually was the breaking that allowed me to seek God with all that I had. I was desperate to seek God because I didn't want a a false love or I didn't want a a fake love. I wanted to be able to discern what real love is, but I couldn't do that unless I knew the author, right? Because there's a ton of conditional love if we look around the world often that's actually what we learn that's what we're trained to see right we're trained to think that love looks this way or that way right but unless we know god we actually don't know love so my motivation to seek god in the very beginning was to know the author of love and to know his love by personal experience so that I could then allow that to transform me and flow through me. Otherwise, I was going to have something that ain't it. And I don't want to see that movie anymore. I don't want to be a part of it. (laughs) I don't want to be blindsided, right? So if I could really teach one message, it would probably be this. Take your mind off yourself and spend your life trying to do as much as possible for others. Now, this isn't people-pleasing. This isn't codependency. This is actually where fulfillment comes from. We actually find fulfillment and joy when we are living in service of other people, but particularly when you're motivated by God to do it, when you're divinely inspired. That's different than doing something out of obligation because you should or you have to. Nobody likes doing anything out of obligation, but when you are moved to and you see how that impacts somebody else, there's nothing like it. So from start to finish in the word of God, right? God's word encourages and challenges us to love other people. 
okay? He's set for us, right? The, the life and ministry on earth is to love other people. That's what he set for us to follow, right? So if we really want to be like Jesus, we need to love others with the same gracious, forgiving, generous, unconditional love that God extends to us. It's not because necessarily other people always deserve it and we're not the judge of that, but it's because God extends it to us so that he can get it through us. Because we love God, we love others because that matters to him. And nothing personally, and you probably know this by personal experience as well, but nothing personally has changed my life more dramatically than learning how to love people and treat them well. Oh my goodness, this is probably, you could be in life school just for this, right? And if you only incorporate one powerful mindset to act on, I urge you to make it this one. Because I am in Christ, I love people and I enjoy helping them. Because I am in Christ, I love people and I enjoy helping them. So love is action. Real love is so much more than what we see in Disney movies, than gooey emotions, than goosebumps or just raging passion, right? It actually has to do, very practically speaking, with the choices we make about the way we treat people, particularly when they don't treat us well, right? That's why we have to be intentional about keeping our love on. Real love is not theory or talk. It is action, okay? It's something that can even be observed. It's a decision concerning the way we behave in our relationships with other people. So real love goes beyond talk or theory and meets needs even when meeting them requires sacrifice, okay? 1 John 3.18 says, Let us not love with words or speech, but with actions and in truth. So let me ask you this. Would you commit before God sincerely in your heart to do at least one thing for somebody else every day? Think about that. So much of how we live our day is not focused on other people, strangely enough. It's about us and what we need and how things are going for us and why things aren't playing out the way we want them to, whatever it is. It's very self-centered if you were to kind of scale out and evaluate your life. But think about this. Would you commit before God sincerely in your heart to do at least one thing for somebody else every day? Imagine that. What if you got really, really good at doing just something for somebody else every single day. Now, this may sound simple, but to act on this commitment, you will have to think about it and do it on purpose. You may even have to move beyond the normal group of people in your life and do things for people to whom you would not normally reach out, including strangers. Okay? And this is why it's really important. Many people in the world have never ever had anyone do anything nice for them. Real talk. They never ever had anyone do anything nice for them. And they are desperate for some words or acts of love. They're starved for it, right? And this doesn't have to be dramatic. You know, I'll think of a few things from today. So I reached out there was a, a woman that I consult with. She was walking a dog that she adopted. Now, this is a big dog, like 80-pound dog. She had just had shoulder surgery um, about a month ago, 
And while she was walking this dog earlier in the week on Monday, the dog literally just was anxious and got jumpy for no reason and literally just sped off and drug her across the street. Okay, so she's all beat up, bruised, all of that. So because the dynamic of the relationship with her is professional, right, I am going to step outside of that and check on her as a person and continue to check in with her each day just to make sure that she's okay. So I made that. I even put it on my calendar to remind myself first thing today to check in with her. That's one of the things that I did. Now, another person that I work with, she has a friend that's battling uh, a diagnosis and has not been doing well. And so she was moved to share that on a call that we had just because it was present, it came up, and she just was not knowing how to deal with that. I also made it a point just to check in with her today, just to check in with her and let her know that I've been praying and this is what I was really receiving in the spirit, right? But even those two little things, like I made a point to reach out to both of those people today, even those two little things made a huge difference, right? Or, or thinking about ways that you can just pop in people's lives and bless them. It doesn't have to be so big. It can actually be something really, really simple that entirely shifts their position. Okay. So think about that. Many people in the world have never, ever had anyone do anything nice for them and they are desperate for some words or acts of love. Okay. And a lot of times what we do is we get so caught up in what we need and what we want and how our love tank is empty and murmur, murmur, right? But <laughs> you can go fill your love tank up by spending time with God. And there's always at least a drop of love that you can give to somebody else by God's power and his glory moving through you. Okay. And especially when love is actually the theme of your life, you will have a life worth living. If you truly desire to excel in walking in love, the first step is to take, or I'm sorry, the first step to take, there we go, I'm finding my words, is to fill your mind with kind, loving, unselfish, generous thoughts. How do we do that? We are transformed by the renewing of our minds. This does not happen randomly. We can't just wake up and hope that the most lovely, kind thoughts are going to flood our mind. That's the opposite of what usually happens. We're like, Meh, first thing when we wake up, right? And it's impossible to change your behavior unless you change your mind. So you have to intentionally start thinking loving, generous thoughts. And you can start asking God as well to show you who you can bless and what you can do for them. And you'll soon have a life filled with love and happiness. Again, it comes through you. God wants to reveal his glory through you to other people, but he can't do that if you just stay still or if you just get full and don't pour out to other people. So for example, what good is it to have a great talent or a great gift and not share it with anybody, right? Like, let's, let's just play this out for a second. So um, let's say that you have all of these degrees and all of these certifications, but you never think through creatively how you can use all of that knowledge and life experience to serve other people. What good is it? It's just going to die with you, right? And what a waste that would be. God didn't put you here to get all that exposure just so it would stay with you. So think about that. Caring about other people is the greatest thing we can ever do because as human beings, we are selfish. 
It's just real. <laughs> and our thoughts tend to be focused on ourselves. That's what being human is. Whether we ever speak these words or not, we constantly ask, what about me? What about my bloody, 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 right? And this is not the way God wants us to live. And it's not supernatural at all. It's just natural, right? Jesus actually tells us plainly what we need to do if we want to follow him. He says this in Mark 8, 34, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. So the cross, if we were to break down what that is, it's to carry so the cross we are to carry is simply one of unselfishness. So that's what we're battling. We're battling our old selfish nature that is focused on me, 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 my, 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 I, 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 right? So when we're actually selfless, right, when we focus on other people, that's really when God's love can th flow through us. So what you see in the world, particularly if you're on social media for any particular amount of time, <laughs> Most of us concentrate on what we can get in life, what we can get from this person, what we can get from this opportunity, what we can get from our boss, what we can get from this job, what we can get just by giving the least amount of energy, right? What we can get. We're constantly thinking about that. But we need to concentrate on what we can give. That's actually a prosperous life-giving mindset. What can you give? What can God actually give through you? What can God do through you? And he's got to be able to work it in you before he can work it out of you. You got to work together on that. So instead of thinking about what other people should do for us, we should think aggressively, diligently about what we can do for other people and then trust God to meet our needs and fulfill our desires. That's typically how it works. If we get busy about God's business, he takes care of ours, truly, right? And when we have our focus right, that's when blessings flow as well. We're just a magnet for them. So please notice that I say we need to think aggressively about what we do for others. So Galatians 10, 610 encourages us to be mindful to be a blessing. Be mindful to be a blessing. Let your mind be full of all the ways you can be a blessing. So to be mindful means to be intentional, to be purposeful, to be deliberate, not random, not lazy, <laughs> right? God wants us to think on purpose and to be deliberately, to live deliberately, right? To, to be a, a deliberate blessing to other people, okay? So I really want to encourage you on today to think about how you can be a blessing on purpose to people around you. It doesn't have to cost money, although at times it may. It doesn't always have to take much time, and it doesn't have to take lots of energy. Blessing people can be quick and easy, but it won't just happen. You do have to do it intentionally. And as you use what you have, literally what God put in your hand. What do you have in your hand right now? What do you have access to right now? What resources do you have right now? As you use what God put in your hand in the service of God and others, your own needs will always be met. I dare you to try that if you don't believe me. <laughs> like I, I saw God move in, in the season of my life in some of the most profound ways when I was serving to exhaustion, literally, right? I was 
showing up in a position that I did not feel qualified for at all, that I didn't feel like I had the capacity to figure out or navigate. I was up against a lot and it required a lot of time and energy. I was serving in a recovery ministry, giving tons of hours. So not only was I leading a year-long program, I was training, I was leading a new group. So this was probably one at least six hours a week. It was something crazy, okay? And that's including helping other people offline too, outside of the service hours. So it was a lot, but I saw God move in accelerated ways in that season, just profound ways, right? This is when I published my very first book. It's when you know, I was delivered of, of things that were holding me back. It was, it was just profound. Right. But I was focusing that whole time, not on getting my needs met, but on how I could just keep showing up and serving and doing the best with what God put in my hand and what he did bless me with. And a lot of times that's an opportunity. So don't despise small beginnings or how small something looks because truly it can turn into something that blows your mind. Okay. So I want to also encourage you to think about being a blessing dispenser, okay? <laughs> this is just a fun visual or fun thing to think about. So God puts love in our hearts when we accept Jesus as our Savior, but that love needs to flow through us in order for it to actually help and impact somebody else, right? So in Genesis 12, 2, God said he would bless Abraham and make him a person who dispensed blessings everywhere he went. How cool is that, right? So it actually makes me think I am somebody who loves lotion, okay? I love all the scents. I love all the things. And I have this one that's in this really cool bottle and it has like this interesting pump on it, okay? And when I press the pump, it dispenses this beautiful lotion, right? That I love just lathering everywhere, right? So that's how we can be with other people as well. When people come near us, we can dispense something good, something that they will benefit from, something of value everywhere we go. Doesn't matter if you're at the gas station, at the grocery store, wherever you are, just running an errand, you can dispense something good to somebody else everywhere you go. Okay. So I really want to, to put this as a seed in you today, to plant this as a seed that you have to meet the needs of other people, okay? You can prosper with purpose. You don't pray to be prosperous so you can have more and more for yourself, but make certain you use a good portion of what you have to bless other people. That's where true fulfillment is coming from. So I'm not talking only about putting money into an offering or, you know, just... <laughs> paying your tithe, right? I'm talking about doing things for people in your daily life. People you work with, people in your family, people you like and people you may not particularly like. People you know and people you don't know. Those you think deserve it as well as those you don't think deserve it. This is an exciting way to live and it will bless you just as it blesses others. So another example, there is a woman that is a strong woman, okay? Not a believer, but somebody that's experienced a lot of life, somebody that really is about championing the goodness of humanity, particularly in underserved communities. And a lot of her heart and what motivates her is truly inspiring. 
However, she's also a very difficult human consistently, okay? But I, for seven and a half years, <laughs> have made it my intention to be loyal in, in serving her, to be to being faithful to, to what that looks like, practically speaking, to being a consistent person, to sending her gifts on birthdays and holidays and remembering her and sending her notes and just little acts of kindness ongoing consistently, okay? No matter if she deserved it or not, no matter if how she treated me was fair or not, I was going to continue to keep sewing whatever God told me to sew in her. And it has been insane now, seven and a half years later, how the dynamics of our connection specifically have shifted. She's an entirely different human. It actually radically blows my mind. And I would have missed out on all of that if I made it about me or if I did not see what God really wanted me to do there, right? And, and if I didn't even question, well, perhaps why might she be showing up like this, right? What if it has nothing to do with me at all, which it didn't, <laughs> right? And, and what if I can actually be somebody that can show her God's love, even if she's not believing in God, right? How might that impact your life? It has been insane. So I just encourage you to get really creative about blessing other people. It's a very exciting way to live. And you never know what God has in store when he puts something on your heart to do for somebody else even when it may not make sense to you or when it seems silly or embarrassing. If he asks you to do or to give something, do it, okay? I assure you, he always knows what he is doing. So even when you don't understand, go ahead and obey. So for example, with this woman, we had a conversation and this must have been, man, I want to say like five years ago, okay? And so she was telling me something that was on her heart about, just really how she's exhausted <laughs> and how she feels like she's this giant sort of umbrella tree where she's the one taking all the hits, but she, you know, has to work so hard to be rooted and provide all this shade for other people. So I recently had sent her this beautiful tree necklace and it was insane. I think it was for Mother's Day and she came back around and sent me a photo of how she had just been really pondering that at a local arboretum or nature preserve, I don't know what it was, and sent me a photo of this tree that I had just gotten her a necklace of. It was insane. And it was just a lot of conviction and really cool how God orchestrated that. I could have had no idea, right? Or how that was even brought back to my memory. So you really don't know what God has in mind, but just obey him because the impact will be there, okay? So I really want to impress upon you to think about each morning and really be intentional about spending time each morning thinking about what you can do for someone else that day specifically. And if you, you know, don't have time necessarily that morning, put it on your calendar as a reminder for you to do or make it a note or a reminder on your phone or lie in your bed before you get up and pray, God, who can I bless today? In the evening, take a blessing inventory by asking, what did I do today to make somebody else's life better? right? As we start learning to bless others, I specifically have found that I made plans in the morning to bless people later that day, but then became busy and did not follow through, right? Taking the evening inventory really helps me because I did not want to have the answer that I didn't do anything, that I didn't 
improve somebody else's life today, right? So doing these inventories, being intentional in the morning and then doing an inventory in the evening helps me to constantly focus on how I can be a blessing to other people, right? So decide to use the blessings in your life to be a blessing to others everywhere you go. You can do this in big ways, such as meeting a great financial need, or in small ways, such as simply being friendly to somebody. There are countless ways to be a blessing if you actually think about it creatively and ask God to help you. The important thing is that you simply do it, that you actually follow through, right? A good idea is nothing if you don't actually follow through on it, okay? So many people, and I witness this a lot when I work with them in coaching specifically, but many people, I cannot tell you how many, it's many, <laughs> think that being happy means having everything that we want, okay? What many are also surprised to learn is that we do not even know what happiness is until we forget about ourselves, start focusing on others, and become generous givers. Profound, right? In order to be generous, we have to do more than simply you know, plunk some change in a charity basket during the holidays or give to church once a week, right? This is a practice that is great, right? But you don't want to just merely give offerings. You just want to be a giver in general. That's just part of your lifestyle. That's part of who you are. You want to get to a position where you can offer yourself every day to be used for whatever God chooses, right? We are God's masterpiece, right? He created us for a purpose. And it's really important to be about that. So for this change to take place, though, in your life, you have to change your thinking. And you have to think and say over and over in your mind to really motivate yourself that you love people and that you enjoy helping them. That's not a mindset that's typically floating around, particularly in the world that we live right now, right? But the mindset itself will be life-changing for you if you put it to work in your life. And then as you become a generous giver, you'll be amazed at how happy you will be and how much you will enjoy your life, let alone how much energy you have, right? Some of the people closest to me say that I have so much energy energy. Like it just does not stop. But that's not random. That's not just part of my DNA or my personality. That's from years of deciding to be joyful no matter what. Deciding to be generous. Deciding to be kind. Deciding that life's heavy situations are not going to take me out and that I still can control what I focus on, right? It's energy management, okay? And also energy leadership. How you manage your soul, right? is something that is entirely up to you. You can be pitiful if you want to be, but you won't be powerful if you choose that, okay? All right, so think about this. Stingy people are unhappy. They do only what they have to do, and they look out only for themselves. They don't like to share, and they only give when they feel like they must, right? And then often they'll do so reluctantly or grudgingly. And these attitudes run contrary to the way God wants us to live because they don't result in blessings for anyone and will actually drain the life out of a person. So think about that. When you're murmuring, when you're gossiping, when you're complaining, it's very likely that you're also going to be discouraged and depressed, right? You're going to wonder, why am I in such a funk? Well, think about what you're thinking about and what you're talking about, what's coming out of you and check that, 
because you don't have to speak that way or think that way or feel that way. You can feel something and then choose what you want to feel and act accordingly. Because the flow is like this, right? We'll have a thought and then we'll feel some kind of way because we have that thought and then we'll behave some kind of way out of that. Okay, so if I'm thinking like, oh, I'm just not feeling today, I'm just going to hit snooze. And then maybe I wake up and I'm groggy and I'm not just feeling life. So now I'm just going to go slow. I'm going to complain about something that's actually a blessing in my life that I have to go do, quote unquote, but I actually get to do it. See what I'm saying? Like, it's just a sluggish and not fun way to live. You take for granted things that are actually in your life and you don't have to live that way. On the contrary, same scenario. You might not be feeling it when you wake up, but you can say, thank you, God, for this first blessing of waking me up today. Thank you that you empower me and that you remove this grogginess with your life and with your spirit and your empowerment in Jesus' name, right? And then you get up and you have a pep in your step and you're expectant that good things are coming your way and that God is going to use you to bless other people and he's going to give you wisdom about that. Different, okay? So God himself is a giver. And if we want to be like he is, we need to always go the extra mile, always do more than we have to, always give more than enough, and always be generous. Not for attention, not for accolades and people to clap for us and notice how great we are, but because we are living unto God. Yes, we're living for an audience of one, okay? That is so, so important no matter what level you're at. So here are a few chapters, not chapters, <laughs> questions. Here we go. Here are a few questions that can really help you evaluate how generous you are. Okay. So you can evaluate your level of generosity and then if needed, you can grow it and you can work on this with God. Okay. So number one, how well do you tip? <laughs> if you were a server, would you want to wait on yourself? based on the way you're showing up. Number two, what kind of gifts do you give? Do you give the cheapest things you can find? Do you buy things just to meet an obligation? Or do you sincerely look for what you believe the recipient would enjoy? It's not about you and how you can get a benefit, right? It's about the recipient. Okay. Number three, do you freely and frequently encourage and compliment other people? It's one of those things. When you celebrate and compliment other people, it is contagious. And you will constantly find that there's more things to celebrate. Just like on the flip side, if you complain all the time, you'll find more things to complain about. I choose celebration personally. Number four, are you willing to share what you have? Or are you stingy? <laughs> Number five, do you hoard possessions or you, do you give away what you're not using? So even a practice that I like to do, I like to donate things quarterly. So I'm not a hoarder at all. I'm actually like the exact opposite. <laughs> but I find that that's a really great practice. We keep in our possession so many things that we're not actually using that somebody could really get benefit from. Number six, when you have opportunities to give to the less fortunate, do you give as much as you can or as little as you can? Think about it, okay? So as you practice intentionally 
really reminding yourself that you love people and you enjoy helping them, you'll become an increasingly generous person who shows God's love by helping people in every way possible and experience the blessing of truly loving others, right? We love because God loved us, right? And we learn to really love well by practicing God's love. He'll empower us to love, right? The Holy Spirit is not going to really empower our old nature. That's not what he does. He empowers the fruit of the spirit. Okay. And he empowers God's love to flow through you. So I really want to challenge you to think about that. Are you a generous giver? Do you love people? Do you enjoy helping other people? What does that look like for you? What would happen in your life or even to you if you started blessing at least one person intentionally every day? And it could be a different person every day. But what if your intention was to bless somebody every day? Imagine how your life might change if you started doing that. And how much can God's love actually flow out of you to other people? It will be insane what you will start to experience if you let that be your focus. I dare you to try it. All right, guys, that is the message that I have for you today. If you want to get connected, there's a lot of great ways to do that. I recommend checking out the God's Vibes Mastermind, exploring coaching. Everybody needs a coach. I swear by it. (laughs) And there's books and resources all over at julianapage.com. The website is currently undergoing an upgrade and should be ready soon. So if you have any glitchiness, don't be surprised. It's all coming together. Um, But go check out julianapage.com. Make sure that you get on my weekly newsletter. Give me your information and I will send you all of the relevant updates that you can get enrolled and plugged in. All right, guys, until next time, stay blessed.